powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app using the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 and older, please play responsibly. Well, nothing can go right, eh? Just how the Leafs game went. Nothing I had to can go right. a live stream in front of this uh, beautiful... Uh, lep or tiger daisy so blanket like a leopard, whatever. Same thing, <laughs> that was a rough one. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Um, almost as rough as my mic being muted for the first couple <laughs> seconds. It missed our whole bit, it, it muted for our whole bit. God damn, that's uh, that's annoying. Yeah, you, you had Robert in the chat even telling you. Yeah, I know, I know. Oof. If only uh, it was back in time for it to <laughs> matter. <laughs> well, we started off rough, exactly like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Exactly, exactly. Rough start. Yeah, it's it's funny. So okay, let's let's talk about it because the Leafs lost today, um, five to three over the Carolina Hurricane. Right yes. now, it's tough because. That that last period, we'll talk about the pauses in the game, right? That third period, though, kind of took a lot of the the steam out of it. Yeah, but I mean, the Leafs were on the the they were on uh, the back foot to start the game off, right? Within yeah. the first minute of the of the game starting, they were on a fucking five on three. Yeah, like how much worse can you get than that? Yeah, and the first thirty seconds actually went pretty well. Like I thought we like I even put it in my notes. I was like, good first thirty seconds, one shot, good transition, and then a penalty happened literally right as I wrote that. Yeah, Jake McCabe two minutes for high sticking, and then the five on three. And uh, let's talk about the five on three a little. Yeah, let's talk about that that penalty that costed us the five on three. Because yeah, I think that was bullshit. <clears throat> it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. If that were to be called consistently. Yeah. Do you think it would have taken the Leafs seventy-one games to get a five-on-three? First, let's let's like talk a little bit about the penalty itself, right? Because he called caught uh, caught on a hook and penalty, right? Yeah. And it's understandable in the sense that um, that penalty and that that whole hooking um, caused a Canes player to go down, and they had possession of the puck, right? Yeah. So I can understand that, but it was really soft. It looked like he was kind of off balance to begin with, and and to your point, right? Um, yeah, I, I, it's just the consistency and it really looked like the refs understood that that was a huge factor and that, that played a huge part into this game. And they were very soft on the lease for the rest of the game itself. Did we even get another penalty after that? Uh, get on a penalty? Yeah, like um, we... we can check it out, but there there was a lot we that we got away with. You can yeah. uh, you can check it out. Got away meantime. with a couple trips. And Geo as well. Um, in the third period, I believe. Yeah, that was Geo... their only. That was their only two power plays. Yeah, G- Geo had had a couple where he was kind of he was kind of looking. He, he kind of got lucky out there, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a makeup call or like they did they wanted to make up for it, but like to me that five on three was just a weird call, and it's not even that it's not a hook, mm. you know. It's just that that's not called usually. Yeah. And it just pisses yeah. me off that there's no consistency. But I, I'm not going to complain about the refs exactly. this entire time. I can understand it purely on the point that he had the puck yeah. and he went down, right? That's the only thing. But yeah, you can't deny. I mean, it was a little soft and, and it did cost us this game, in my opinion, right? Because you started off the game 
um two to nothing like that that five on three led to two goals for carolina early on um who were the two goal scorers do you remember uh, stall no, had the stall had the first one i think and he then, had the second one i believe oh, you had the second one yeah stall had the second one and uh we had another on the first one you can look at it in the meantime yeah but after that the Leafs kind of controlled yeah. that that whole period. Yeah, Burns got the first one, right? That well, was yeah. a good, good after, wrister. After going down two nothing, the Leafs severely outplayed. Yeah, and it wasn't Carolina even Hurricanes. it wasn't even that entire period. It bled into that second period. It, the entire second period, they did yeah. not have a shot for sixteen minutes. Yeah, that and I looked at it. That was from halfway through the through the first up yeah. until like the not, like eleven minutes left into the second period. And that's insane that whole run we had 25 shots so it's not even like yeah. we were just playing stingy defense mm-hmm. we were getting our chances and uh like hats off to the canes goalie uh i'm gonna butcher his name kachita <laughs> I, I apologize call? but um <laughs> but yeah he played really well because uh we generated a ton of chances in the slot like if you yeah. go to money puck or you know natural stat trick and actually look at the shot chart it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm looking like, at it right now. Look at half this. Of, like, scroll up there. Half yeah. of our uh, shots are right in front of the net. Yeah. I like, wish I could show you guys this. the 40 are right in front of the net. And, like, it's tough. It's a tough way to lose, especially getting that third goal mm-hmm. late in the game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Stefan Neusen... Uh, put in the fourth i think yeah and then afterwards the the empty net but yeah it, it was it was interesting because yeah we, we look at the play right and Girl. the leafs yeah the leafs controlled it drastically like it, it wasn't even uh um it wasn't even close right that second period the first period after that that um that that two goals early on um up until the third and then halfway through the third i think the the kind of tide shifted a little bit where carolina was getting a couple more chances um and it was just really unfortunate. I think that, uh, like, we look at, like, Ma- Matthews getting that goal. We'll talk about that goal as well, right? Yeah, and we got to talk about Matthews because uh, do you know how many shots he put up this game? The How many? It's, I think, a new record. Oh, no, 15. It ties the record for the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, Dave Andrzejczyk. Uh, they were talking Andrzejczyk, about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. had the most. And uh, the most in the league, I think, is Ray Bork mm-hmm. with 19 because, of course, it's Ray Bork. He was a And Matthews had 15 shooter. today. And he had 15 today. Yeah. 15 shots. He was an excellent player mm-hmm. and that entire line that yarn croak marner matthews line yeah was insanely good mm-hmm. like they were phenomenal i really like that line like i, I don't want to see yarn croak in the bottom six yeah at all in the playoffs like he fits with that line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but w- what do you think kind of went wrong um for the leaves there because that that goal by i believe it was aho who got that that goal to he got the keep the leaves yeah or to ke- get the the canes up right um what did you see on that player? What, what did you see that, that shifted with the Leafs later it's on? tough. Because, like, okay, I don't want to... So, firstly, Lilligren, I don't think, looked very good uh, in that third period specifically. Mm-hmm. I think he was a, a player that his holes kind of... And it's it's tough for him because there are guys, you know, knocking on that door yeah. to take his spot in that top six mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So, Lilligren just has to probably be a lot better than that mm. that's the first thing and the second thing is like i don't want to blame murray mm. for like any <laughs> of the goals but uh-huh. it's a trend like it's no longer like uh, a little bit of un- unluckiness yeah like this is i don't know how many times in the last ten, in his last 10 starts he let in four or more goals yeah it's a worrying like amount now that like you know 
like I can't blame him for any of them, but mm-hmm. also, you know, the the rebounds are kind of going straight to them. And yeah. even on the third goal, he looked a little slow getting to that post yeah. when uh when uh, Stefan Nason, you know, jabbed it in. There was also a, a moment where um we talked about the man in the net early on the season. I, I think it was also Murray who who kind of let the net go, and then uh, they they one of the teams scored on him because of that. Yeah, because uh, he was intended the net. I don't know if it was Murray Samson. I'm pretty sure it was Murray, but um, there was another like scary chance in that third where you mentioned it too, right? Yeah. Um, Murray went to the back of the net, and there was Carolina players flooded around there. Um, if the puck gets bounced out to one of them, that's an empty, essentially an empty net, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. But yeah, it's it's interesting because, like you mentioned, I don't blame him on the goals, especially when you're when you're on the penalty, right? And you're on a five on three, and then and then you're still on the penalty afterwards. It's tough. You're not putting into a position of success, especially when that's coming off of like the first minute of the game. Yeah, you're I not know. warmed up. I agree, right? But y- you still need a stop. Like if it was just this game, I would not be blaming Murray at all. Yeah, but uh, we have it in the chat. Seven of last eight, Murray's mm. led in four goals. Seven of eight, and that's. That's a long time. Yeah. That is a ridiculously long time. Like that is from here until the end of the season, yeah. pretty much. You know what's like, funny? A lot of those times, like I, I've noticed it quite a bit too. But each time, it, you kind of try to give him a pass because, like you mentioned, right? It doesn't seem it like, doesn't it's, seem his like fault. it's his fault. Yeah, yeah he's but, not being egregious. But when you're playing in the play, when you're going to be in the playoffs, right? Especially against Tampa Bruins and and so on further, right? Um, you're going to need your goaltenders to try to kind of make some spectacular saves that they don't otherwise normally make. Yeah, and, right? I, you know, the Leafs need to be an elite team to win in the playoffs. We're facing against Tampa, and then if we beat them, we're going up probably against Boston. Yeah. You need elite goaltending as well. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm not going to settle for just good enough. Like, you know, we need him to make that extra save. Yeah. And, I, like, I don't blame him for this loss at all, but it's just a worrying trend. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about Liljegren a bit because he looked a little tough. Okay. And I want to talk about what is your optimal D lineup? Because we've had not the longest um, evaluation period with all of our new acquisitions, mm-hmm. especially because, you know, like Luke Shen was uh, not playing for a couple of games because he had the birth of his child. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, like obviously stuff gets in the way. Yeah. You don't have a ton of evaluation period, especially when you have nine D men that you're trying to evaluate and pick pairings from. This was a game where Liljegren is sort of, you know, at least when I think of how Keith views this, that's a mistake you can't make in the playoff mm-hmm. playoffs. You know, that's a, those are, you know, pucks you need to get yeah. out of the zone, right? What is your optimal lineup? Like, what are your top 60 on this team right now? Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about Liljegren, right? Because, um... He is 23 years old. He's still a young guy. But um, when he was being paired with Sandine this season, last season, and whatnot, a lot of the the big concerns was the the split decision-making where he messes up a little bit here and there, and that leads to a chance, right? So it's it seems like it's, it's something that's consistent and, and is staying with him. And hopefully, as he progresses as a player, he kind of fixes those issues, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing I want to bring up. Now... The second, I mean, that Riley Brody pairing, we saw that looked consistent. That looked like a good pairing that, that's uh, that's worked well for us now or recently and also in the past as well. Yeah, Gio Hall, uh, the thing is like Gio and Lilligren last season, they worked well together. They did work opinion. well. But, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But I, it's tough because like 
Lillian, like he he's not making he's he's not the most defensive sounding player, right? And yeah. that's a huge issue. And the fact that Lilligram really he excels when he's able to control uh the puck a little bit and, and play around with it, right? He's fantastic in transition. Exactly. Like, he is so good in transition. But Geo is not that fast, right? He's great. He's not that fast. Right? Okay, yeah. But yeah, he's I, I don't think he's a player that's that that especially with him getting older and whatnot, he might not be able to mesh well with that, right? So having him with Hall maybe just being like a huge, chunky defensive parent that's just there to kill plays, right? Yeah. I think that kind of makes sense. But again, Gio Lilligren, they did work in the, uh, previously as well. So I'm I'm really open to that. I think the benefit with this the system that Keith has going on right now is he's tested a lot of different players and different parents together yeah. and kind of seen success with it. it. Right now, it kind of boils down to what are you going to stay consistent with? Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? Jake McCabe, sorry, I completely forgot to mention. He's McCabe. going to be in the top 10. Yeah, McCabe's I, fan he, fucking fantastic. And he had that amazing rush. I think it was in the second period. Yeah. Where off of an offside face-off, he like does a little chip-in play and then yeah. gets a really good backhand shot that generates a fantastic chance yeah. for Lafferty. They didn't score on it, but Jake McCabe, like he has a spot on this roster. Yeah. What do you think about McCabe Hall? I, I don't know. I we haven't got like we haven't really gotten any experience with them. Like mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of time together. Yeah. I like Geo Hall. Uh-huh. And the reason I like Geo Hall is because firstly they have a ton of time together already, so we have some evaluation period with them. Mm-hmm. But both of them are not sheltered at all. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at their percentage of ozone starts, mm-hmm. it's I think like half of their percentage of D zone starts. Like mm-hmm. that is a shutdown pairing. Those guys play heavy defensive minutes. Yeah. And they have good results in them. Like yeah. Hall has decent results. Like given the context, they're actually fairly good. I think in recent play as well, he's been playing yeah, a lot better. I think he's too. been playing a lot better. Yeah, so give credit well. to him as well. Yeah. And Gio has fantastic results for the amount he plays in the, or he starts his uh, shifts in the D zone. Yeah. So I actually like that pairing. Now, I'm a fan of Liljegren in general. I think his stats showcase how good of a player he is in transition. Yeah. But it's times like these where if you go up against a team like Carolina or Tampa or the Bruins or whatever, the elite teams, they can, you know, making a mistake can cost you far greater than if you make a mistake against Columbus. Yeah. You know, or Arizona. Sorry, Columbus and Arizona. I don't know. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, so those big errors, like they just they can't happen. You know, you you look back at Travis Dermott in uh or Alex Galchenyuk in in the Montreal series and those two two mistakes mm-hmm. that cost you the series. Yeah. You know, we can't have that, you know, and I am not saying Lilligren's not one of the best six defensemen on this mm-hmm. roster, because I really think he is. But if you're prone to those big gaps, that's also why we don't like Hall that much. You know, Mm -hmm. like Hall makes these big gaps that are super noticeable and end up in the back of your net. So the stats that you see that happen over a long period of time, they may be good. But if if you become noticeable in that regard, it's much harder for a coach to be like, yeah, I want him in. Mm -hmm. But the question is, who do you put in other than him? Yeah, that's the top part. Eric Gustafson, Connor Timmins, or Timothy Lilligren. Or Justin Hall. Like, one of those guys, or two of those guys, are going to get in. The other three are going to be out. Yeah. Well, let's break it down a little bit to um, towards each of the options, right? Yeah. Let's talk about Gustafson first. Yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, on deploying that seven defensemen with Gustafson in? Like, 
the only reason I would play Gustafson in the playoffs is if we go in 11 7. Okay. He's too sheltered of a player to like put in your top six, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He gets good results when he's used in the context in which he's been used for his entire career. It's not your power plays. Yeah, exactly. Power plays and then ozone draws. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, he's the opposite of Geo and Hall in terms of his percentage of Ozone starts. And that's the same thing with Connor Timmons. Yeah. Power play, Ozone. But are you going to rely on that in the playoffs? Probably not. Yeah. I don't see Gustafson getting time unless our power play is in the stinker and we need to generate offense. Mm. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I'm okay with adding him for that purpose. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he's one of our top six D-men because I, I don't think you can rely on him day in, day out, especially if you're, you know, defending a lead. Yeah. I don't think he should even be in the lineup to begin with. I think he was a, he was a good trial or test piece with Ryan O'Reilly out, right? Um, but I don't think having him there as like essentially a specialist power play, uh, player is going to make sense for us, right? Especially considering the fact that a lot of the times when I see him on the ice and on the power play as well, he makes, I don't know if it's nerves or maybe it's just seeing him in the wrong times or whatnot, or maybe he's still new, but he, it really seems like he's not able to handle the puck correctly. There's a couple times where I saw that the, the puck was, or the, the puck bounced a little bit, um, got off the stick. I think it happened in his first game when he played uh, for the Leafs as well. But there's been a couple times where I noticed these plays and you mentioned Lilligren kind of having these these little blips and these essentially boneheaded plays. I saw quite a few with Gustafson. And for the upside, I don't think it's worth it to have those few blips, right? Yeah. Especially when you have Riley, who's um who's looking great in, in the in the power play right now, anyways. Right? Yeah, I mean he's a power play. Yeah. Like exactly. he's, been, he's been doing well on the power I, play. I don't think you there's but... really a need to have him there, especially when Ryan O'Reilly comes back. And he's yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to. I don't think we're going eleven seven in the playoffs. Exactly. I, I wouldn't want to. And that's not me having a problem with eleven seven because that's worked before. We've seen it with, with yeah. Tampa, right? Um, but it, it's just the the players. I don't think Gustafson being like a primary or a power play specialist is going to be um, successful going forward. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And the the other thing is like you know, Riley Morgan Riley is already a guy that I think only really works with Brody. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't really pair him with Hall. We've seen that a lot, and I hate it. Yeah. You can't pair him with Lilligren too much. Because, again, prone to the mistake every once in a while. Yep. You can't pair him with Shen, because Shen's too slow. Mm-hmm. And you can't pair him with Gustafson. You, Tim and sort of worked, but again, heavily sheltered minutes, right? Mm. So you're pretty much stuck with Riley and Brody as yep. a pairing. Which limits the amount you can really do. And it sucks, because Riley is obviously an important part of this team. But, you know, defensively, they're, like to make these parents work, it's pretty much got to be Riley Brody and then either Geo or McCabe with Hall and then either Geo or McCabe with one of, like, Lilligren, Shen, Gustafson, whoever it may be. Yeah. Shen is an interesting piece to me because I think he could potentially get that third, third uh, pairing slot mm-hmm. just because of how heavy he plays. Like, we've seen him, and the dude hits like a truck who would you pair him with like i was thinking maybe mccabe shen as that third pairing rather than mccabe lilligren Mm -hmm. but it's also like the 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 issue i have right now is we have 10 games left Mm -hmm. right 
I don't want to be experimenting anymore. Like, this is the time where I feel like you need to get your line set yeah. and ramp up for playoffs. Like, get in the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Especially with so many new guys that require that sort of time. You know, I don't want to be line juggling all the time, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I'm sort of iffy on Lilligren right now, getting a ton of playoff time, but I do think that transitionally, he provides a lot. Like, the stats for him paired with anyone look pretty good. Yeah. Like, he elevates pretty much everyone mm -hmm. he's played with in terms of expected goals, in terms of Corsi, whatever I think, But, like, the offensive side is not the... the We know what he is offensively. Yeah. We know he's a great yeah. player, right? And he's able to, to generate a lot of offense. The problem is... Is the full the full gameplay going to translate well to playoff hockey? Right. Yeah. That's the biggest concern that we have over here, right? Yeah. I personally think that the I I think the pauses outweigh the negatives with with Lily Grant. I would be willing to give him a chance. I would too. And yeah. I think yeah, I think I think he kind of deserves it until you see something egregious. But I think yeah, shortly see some shortly. Exactly. I, I the, the main thing I don't want is a Dermot situation happening again. Yeah. Where it's like, over time, you're in the D zone, and then you get a defensive zone turnover that pretty much immediately results in a goal. Like, it's a high-danger turnover. Yeah. That's what I don't want to see. And that's my worry with Lilligren. Uh -huh. Like, you can be good the entire series, but if you make that one boneheaded play or defensive zone turnover and it ends up in the back, like, that is... That's the series. Jake Carter Every... in a nutshell. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> he also had great advanced stats. Like, Jake Gardner was an underrated defenseman because of how bad he was in very limited amount of situations. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it, it's brutal, but that's the game, you know? Like, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, the defensive situation is very interesting to me. Like, for me, mine would be Riley Brody, um, Geo Hall, and then probably McCabe Lilligren mm -hmm. or McCabe Shed. Okay. That, that would be my. And you wouldn't experiment with, with Geo Lilligren again? Uh, Gio Lilly, McCabe, Hall, I would also potentially try. It so depends. have a lot of play around. But it? it depends on, like, I would start with that. Okay. Like, that's what I would set the lineup to be tomorrow. Okay. And then if someone messes up, if someone screws up, then you switch them out. Short leashes for everyone, in my opinion. See, but the problem with the short leash at this point is, again, the fact that there's only 10 games left. Like, if but that's why I think everyone you need the makes, short leash. Yeah, yeah. But then when are you going to have the stability? Let's say if, yeah, if right. they have like a, a, a clean game one. Then that's right. You kind of do have to stick it with. Exactly. Whatever. You At this point, I think Keith is in a tough, tough situation. He's going to have to earn his, his keep as a, as a coach, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Because at this point, you kind of kind of roll with what you have and make some hard decisions, right? Yeah. You don't have the luxury of time anymore or yeah. games in hand or none of that. Yeah. You, you got to make some decisions. You got to play it through now. You don't have time yeah. anymore. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. The biggest thing, I mean, we've harped about this a lot, is Murray Samsonov. Uh, yeah. Samsonov also had a rough game this week as well. Um, Did he? I oh, it was the Islanders, the game. Islanders game. Yeah, but that that's gonna happen every once in a while. Yeah, I'm not the, worried about Samsonov. The the away games again. Yeah, but I'm still not worried. I, I think Samsonov's our goalie to start. But uh, yeah, it definitely is. But yeah. not by. Like, if, if I could choose someone else, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you I know? Mean, like, if you could have Sorokin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Samsonov's a good enough starter to win a series. Win. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about um the placements, because it looks like uh, like the Leafs are going to get home ice advantage. Boston certainly helped today. Exactly. I don't say that much. <laughs> uh, they, they beat Tampa 2-1 in regulation. Uh -huh. So we are five points up on Tampa. They're at 74 games played, and we're at 72 games played. Yep. 
So they have eight games. We have 10 games. If they literally win out, they're at 16 points. We would have to go 500 or under to lose home ice. And that's if they win out. Mm -hmm. So it's certainly, knock on wood, <laughs> looking like we should be getting yeah. home ice advantage. Well, I'm looking at our at some of the teams that we're playing. It's not necessarily the easiest schedule. It's not easy, but it's not bad. It's not horrible. Like, right? But the... Then again, every time we face a bad team, we fucking lose, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yin and yang of these situations, eh? We do face the Lightning in the second-to-last game of the season, which will be your I am so excited for that Very game. Very fun game. Yeah. That's going to be... that. That's something that I'm looking forward to. And we also have games. We're also the Bruins as well. Against the Bruins, yeah. Yep. And we're honestly controlling the Panthers' destiny right now, too. They're fighting for a playoff spot, and we have two more games against them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting end to the season. I hope we get our home ice advantage i hope we clinch it we should boston we should be clinched the division today with yep. their win as well mm -hmm. which of course they're yeah, like, off. <laughs> they're like 17 points up against uh second place in the league yeah it's ridiculous it's... they're fucking insane it's, it's honestly ridiculous yeah yeah when you have a team that's only lost 11 times in the whole season <laughs> yeah like yikes and dude their trade deadline was so good yeah like the like, Orlov is so much better than I was expecting on their roster. He, like, it works so well. I'm so impressed with uh, with their uh, their trade deadline. And Bertuzzi and Hathaway, it's, like, totally Boston players right there. They're yeah. going to be a bitch in the playoffs. They're they're going to be nuts. Yeah. But, luckily for us, we're not going to have to face off against them in the first round. <laughs> nice! <laughs> <laughs> we also yeah, we'll... have an update on the Matthew Nyes situation. So, Minnesota okay. won today, uh -huh. so he's still away. But, of note, is that Dubis was at the game. Now, we did have three prospects playing in that game. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that Dubis was there watching it. He was in the building during, yeah. that, during that game. I think it is very likely... That once Minnesota is out, Matthew Nyes is getting a contract. I don't know. Okay, I mean that was the obvious. Give us the good details. I, do you? Think I don't. I'm quoted? not an insider. No, do you think <laughs> I was here? I don't. Care. I was watching with you. Listen, give us the detail. Do you give us the prediction? Do you think he he steps foot on the ice and that's in, in the playoffs in the entirety of the playoffs? Do you think he I steps don't on think the ice? so to start? If someone I don't care what started. Does he step foot on no, the ice? I don't think so. Not at all. I think he'll he'll go to the Marlies and he'll. Uh, light it up there yeah and if he if he does well uh-huh then i think he might get a call up but i don't th i don't see him taking out know. anyone well it, it depends on injuries as well like yeah. on an uninjured roster like oh yeah depth isn't that he like heavy so like i expect injuries to happen and he'll probably get in if there is an injury but i don't think he's in the top 12 right out the gate yeah but it, it will be interesting for sure definitely um, I think he, but he might have a chance if there again if injuries occur. I mean, he has a chance. Who else do we have in the Marlies that could, uh, that could that we could bring up? Bobby McMahon, baby. He's been he's been playing really really well yeah. recently. There's a lot. Uh, Holmberg, I think Holmberg. would be the first call. Yep. Uh, at least if it's an, a a bottom six situation. Yep. Um, I think if a top six player gets injured, and we don't want to like move Kerfoot off the line or whatever yep. off of his third line then we might see, like, a Matthew Nyes call-up or something like okay. that. That's going to be rough, eh? Putting yeah. him, him in like that, especially yeah, I mean, we'll in the top see. I, We'll see. Like, Interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll see how his tournament goes as well. Like, he's pointless right now in the two games he's played. Yeah. Um. That's not to say he played poorly. Uh. By all accounts, I think he's played very well, at uh -huh. least from what I've read. Uh-huh. But um, we'll see how he plays. Like, I don't think he's just going to be 
like straight from the NCAA. <laughs> drop straight into drop the playoffs against the playoffs. Tampa. <laughs> like it's possible. It is possible. It's happened before, but I think there will be some room in the Marlies to to try them out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a. It, this was a tough game. I mean, like we played we played really well. I can't be mad at the Leafs too much, mm. other than getting in that hole early. And yeah, even that was like I don't. If I don't blame Achari for like that. Yeah penalty at the start like and it was just that's I think, a hockey play and, and i think like uh when even when they got down early uh i think they bounced back the best they could yeah right the moment you go down 2-0 like against a very stingy defense yeah in the carolina hurricanes they were really hard to play against i mean there's a reason they're second in the league we got like 40 shots a lot of them right in front of the net we generated what was it in expected goals? Do you have the number in front of you? Uh, let's see. I think it was over four. 4.32. 4.32 yeah. to their 2.78. Yeah. Like, that is some really good play against a, a an opposing team that is defending a lead that is very good at defending leads. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's... I don't... I don't blame the way the Leafs played. I thought they played very well. It was... And they it, just ended up with a loss. It was interesting because the Leafs played against Carolina... Um, almost a week ago, right? On the on the 17th, right? And this is a game that the Leafs won 5-2. So almost the exact yeah. opposite score line. And in this game, uh, Kochikov? <laughs> I think it's Kochetkov. Kochetkov? Whatever. He was leaky. I mean, he yeah, had a point... Yeah, yeah, in the previous game, he had a point seven nine. So... <laughs> That's horrible. I know, I know. Yeah, he's definitely redeemed himself today. Yeah, but exactly. Like, you Coming into this game, what what would you have expected? Just throw a bunch of shots on net against a guy who got shelled his last game. Well, I mean, he's you. a good goalie. Yeah, like, but he he had know, one, a bad game. Yeah, one bad game does not mean he's a bad. Guy. I know, I know, but but if if you're if you're Keith, you're saying try yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, try, try him early, yeah, right? Definitely. And they did. They got a lot of shots on, and he kind of held his own net, right? Yeah. But the Leafs kind of did everything that they could, in my opinion. And that third period, I think maybe in that second half, the third period, they could have tightened things up a little bit. But when you're controlling the majority of the game. And you have a slight blip here and there. Yeah. You can't really blame them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, you know, the only thing that I think was really bad for the Leafs was that late goal, the, the fourth goal by Ajo. Yeah. Because firstly, it was a defensive assignment missed. Secondly, it was a bad rebound to give away by Murray. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, it was like 30 seconds after we tied it up late in the game. Yeah. Like those three things, none of those should happen. Yeah. Like you shouldn't like. That's three negatives for the yeah. Leafs. Like, they shot themselves in the foot there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but at the same time, that is going to happen sometimes. And, you know, like, does this game affect the Leafs that much? We're probably going to be playing Tampa in the first round. We're probably, you know, like, obviously it would have been better to, to secure the two points and be further ahead in in this, you know, home ice race. Yeah. But we have a pretty good lead. I don't think it's going to affect the, the, the team that much. I agree. It was just... Process-wise, I think they did well. And yeah. that's what I care about right now, is process. I, I completely agree. For for me, like, I'm not looking at, at this point, since we we pretty much have, we're close to clinching home ice. I'm not going to say that we have, because we haven't. Yeah. And there is an oppor- there is a, a timeline somewhere in the universe where the Leafs don't. But by all intents and purposes, for the rest of the games, I don't really care if you necessarily win or lose. I want to see how you play throughout the game itself. Yeah. Are you controlling the game? What lineups are working well together? What pairings are working up to working well together? And make a consistent yeah. uh, roster, right? And I think the Leafs. I mean, they they were controlling, yeah. right? I so, agree. 
I, in my opinion, this was a partial dub, right? <laughs> Definite loss, but a, I mean, a they, dub in terms of... But they fought. Of, they yeah. fought hard to, you know, the, like, they could have given up, but, like, Matthews was a fucking workhorse. 15 yeah. shots on net. Like, there are positives exactly. all over this game. Even Tavares, I mean, he's Yeah, Tavares been, had a bounce back He's been well. goalless for, I think this is... Seven a, games, I think. I think this might be his eighth, eighth game yeah. itself. But he's been looking... Good. Yeah, I think he had. Right? He looked good. Like six this game too. Shots. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple. He had a couple uh, great chances. Exactly. He's just been a little snake bit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen. Trust the process. Worked for the 76ers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I want to end on a question. Okay. Do you guys think it's weird to put ketchup on samosas? Shut the hell. Carnish puts ketchup on samosas, and it's disgusting. Stop. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's good. It's horrible. Yeah, right. It was a, like that much ketchup on a single samosa. <laughs> yeah, right, you're blown out of proportion. Let's talk about you getting smashed in volleyball again. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's end it off on that. All right. Um, this was a fun game. I enjoyed it. Got to We got to do a live together. Let's go. Second one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the Leafs are going to have their second game on, on the second half of the back-to-back tomorrow against and the Predators. Who will be in net? Probably Joseph Wall. So that'll be very interesting because I think Samsonov is still yeah. with his family, of course. Because mm-hmm. um, he also just had a child. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll go like Fred VanVleet in the playoffs, I hope so. And just... Absolutely yeah, and killer. when he gets a when he gets a question asked if if you're doing this for your child, be like, hell no. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember. Freddie was asked like, are you doing that? Are are you playing really well for your child? And he's like, no. <laughs> so just like that. It was the most like blunt answer ever. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyways, yeah, they're gonna be playing against the Predators tomorrow. We're gonna see how that's gonna go. That's gonna be interesting. Um, it's 6 p.m. start time, yeah. so uh, it's gonna be a little bit early. But fun nonetheless. I'll be here live tomorrow with with, uh, Fouad, with yeah. Fouad. So that's gonna be fun. Make sure you stu- stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for for joining us today. We have we had quite a bit of conversation in the chat. So thank you for 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 messaging. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of hate about samosas. <laughs> catch up on samosas. God damn it, man! Why'd you do this it late in the weird. game? But yeah, that, that's going to do it here from us. Appreciate it, everyone, for, for coming and joining out. Um, and make sure you like and subscribe. Stay tuned in for all the different shows that we have on SDPN because, goddamn, there's a lot of content nowadays. Um, but yeah, my name's Harnish. And I'm Arwan. You can find me at Harnish underscore Patel 98 yeah, on Twitter. Right. And you can find me at Arman Panthiki on Twitter. All right. Good night, everyone. Peace. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.